Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Divinely Aligned Podcast. This is Elena Lipson, your host, and today's episode is a little bit different than normal. I decided that I wanted to share with you a masterclass that I did about a week ago called the Embody Your New Wealth Identity Masterclass, where it was an opportunity to really look at the way you relate to money and wealth and prosperity in your life, not just when it comes to money in your bank account, but as you walk through all areas of your life, relationships, your wellness, and your money, of course. So, and through this masterclass, I walked you through a really powerful signature embodiment practice that I do with my clients. That's a mind, body, and soul embodiment practice with wealth. And it has been a really powerful practice that not only I've done, but again, my clients have done, and it becomes a way to not just think about money, but to actually be in relationship to money. Um, last last time we ran it, we had uh, someone who just recently joined the program that I offered at the end of this masterclass called the Amplified Wealth Experience. Yes, the acronym is AWE. <laughs> she said that something really landed after doing this particular exercise for her, and she wanted to go deeper into her own presence and wealth in her body. So this is a little bit of a longer episode, and you can definitely sort of pause it and come back to it. Um, it's one that you want to have your journal with you for this class. You can listen to it the first time, then go all the way back. And then if you want to go straight to the exercise, you want to fast forward a little bit further. It should be around minute 50 or 55. It's going to sound a little different on the podcast. So you can fast forward. Um, But you can also watch the replay, the video that goes along with it. If you want to see the actual slides that go with it, the link is in the show notes. But for now, enjoy. This is again a masterclass level where it is engaging. There is content that's going to ask you questions. And of course, the exercise towards the last part of the masterclass. Again, if you want to watch it, check the link in the show notes. Uh, the link is also in my bio on Instagram. If you can go there, it's called, um, if you click on that top link in the bio, it says the Amplified Wealth Experience is open. Click that link, it'll take you to a page where at the top of the page, you will have access to watch the entire. Um, to watch the entire masterclass. Sorry, I lost my frame of thought for a second there. I'm like, yeah, that's the right link. Um, so go ahead and enjoy it. And then when you're done, if you are interested in the Amplified Wealth Experience, there are a few spots left. I'm only, I'm closing it at 12 spots. We have nine spots left as of the time of the recording. So it might be less by the time you're listening, um, but check it out. Enjoy. There's so much value and benefit from the masterclass itself that, um, 
if you just do nothing else but listen to this masterclass or go ahead and watch it, you will get benefit just from doing the exercise that I walk you through. And then if you want to go deeper, of course, the invitation is open and I would love to see you there. Okay, go ahead and enjoy and have fun expanding your new wealth identity. This is the Rewrite Your Money Masterclass. <laughs> We're going to practice one of my favorite embodiment practices around shifting and changing. And it doesn't start in the mind. It actually starts in the body, which is our subconscious sort of map of how we feel. And that is why we tend to feel things in our bodies. We tend to hold things in our bodies. We tend to experience resistance in our bodies. And once we can really tune in and tap into having that open dialogue with our body, it becomes a beautiful mirror for every other relationship in our lives, including not limited to money. So we're gonna we're gonna chat with our money today. So I'd love to hear your your intention. Um, I'm just gonna take a look at a few so I know what your intention is for today. Um, and for those of you who are new to me, my name is Elena Lipson. I'm gonna share a little bit more about myself in the presentation. And then if you have any questions, I'll make sure to get to all of them. And if you wanna stay a little later and there are more questions, I'm happy to do so. I always leave myself quite a big window of time. One of the self-care practices for my business that I do is I don't ever schedule things back to back unless I absolutely have to, which means I don't come sliding into a client call or sliding into anything really, unless I have to. Um, Cheryl, my intention is to learn more about how to improve my money mindset. Awesome. Megan, my intention is to open up to receiving the truth about worthiness. Yes. Have fun. Awesome. Okay. If anyone else wants to share, I'll come back and read them later just because it's nice for yourself to have an intention too, whenever you're present into a new situation or meeting or anything, intentions are really important. So let's go ahead and start sharing the screen. Oh, before I forget, and you can't make this up. I pulled a card for us today from one of my oldest decks that I've had for probably a decade called Trust Your Vibes by Sonia Chiquette. And it's clear the past clear the past, right? So you can't make these kind of things up. And the second card that popped up is be flexible. Be flexible, wonder, lead with curiosity. Notice when resistance comes up, resistance is good. It tells you where your edges are and it's good to know where your edges are because it's good to know if it's time to cross over on the other side. Um, Tara, I'm kind of always, I, I kind of always take money classes because abundant wealth is a priority for me. Awesome. I know it reflects a lot of your work too, Tara. So that's amazing. Um, and because I want to support you. Thank you in this newer direction. And I want the abundant feeling biz that Elena has. Thanks. I do have an abundant feeling <laughs> always. I kind of walk around and wonder of all of the abundance around me. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, so I actually can see you, which is good. And I think I can even see the notifications. Yay, Zoom. So can you see where it says how to write, rewrite your money stories? Can everyone see it? Awesome, okay, thank you. Well, this is good. Okay, that's so much better. I didn't used to be able to see the, um, the participants window. Okay, so welcome to rewrite your money stories. I am excited to do this because money is a reflection of many other things in our lives. Money is important and abundance, prosperity, wealth. We can each take each word and define it for ourselves. 
So today I want to invite you again to be flexible, to be curious, and just to start noticing as I'm sharing different concepts with you as we're going through this exercise to bring your money thoughts, your money mindset into your body, to feel it, to identify where it might be getting hit with some resistance, and to move that and to start moving into areas that feel more abundant, even as they are now without anything else changing, right? Because the only place we can actually make change is right here in the present moment. So we're going to have this concept, this metaphor, this visual of seeds planted in our lives. Love, money, relationships, other people, parenting, etc. We have all had seeds planted within our being, within our energy system, whether it was hearing the way that people who raised us talked about money, whether it was the way they chose to feed us different kinds of foods, music was on or off in the house, the kind of education you got, they all planted seeds. The way you were parented or the way you wish you were parented, all the seeds that were planted start to bloom later in your life, at different seasons of your life to get it activated. Right? When you become a parent, those parenting seeds get activated. When you start choosing your career, making money, or thinking about what you want in life, the money seeds get activated. When you start getting into intimate relationships, those seeds get activated. They're all sitting there within our system waiting to just be activated. So they're inherited, inherited or learned from when we were younger. But now that we are present, and we are aware and we are awakening to our own power and our own choices and cap capability and capacity to choose, we get to choose how to water them or to continue the metaphor of the garden to let them turn over, let it, let it go back into the ground and alchemize, let it turn to mulch and create nourishment for the new seeds that then you actively choose to plant. You choose to say, actually, I am someone who is really good at managing money or something a little gentler, which is where I am. I am learning to manage larger and larger amounts of money. And I do it with grace and I do it with organization. And if I should fall off, I come right back and open up my spreadsheet and start again. Right. So I'm, I'm giving myself the grace to be growing because I was really never sat down and taught about finances or investments or wealth. And if you were, that's amazing. Is it, this, is it still resonant with how you want to be in your life if it is amazing? But I find that especially women, we do not get taught beyond the basics of maybe writing out a check, maybe opening up a savings account, if that, to really think about managing money, growing money, holding money, donating, investing, like all these ways that we can engage with money, we start to feel, if you're already feeling it, just take a deep breath. I'm not going to be asking you for all of your investment plans today. And, you know, and I just want to acknowledge that you probably have some amazing gifts when it comes to finances or money that you're already doing really well in. And so acknowledging what we already know and not that we're constantly like this endless, you know, I'm never going to get all the information I need. I have to get more and more and more. You already have a lot of knowledge and acquired experiences that you can pull from. <clears throat> I just added this quote this morning because I woke up this morning and um, 
I had the word Neruda in my, in my, like in my mouth, it was like right there. This has happened to me only a very few times. Um, one time about 15 years ago, and it was about this yoga center on the East coast. It was strange. I'd never even heard the word before. And it was Kripalu or Kripalu. I don't know how you say it, but I literally woke up. I'm like, Kripalu, like, what the heck is that? It was just a strange sensation. And this morning I was like, Neruda, what the heck is that? Like, and I thought, I'm like, I wonder if that's an author or like a poet or I had somewhere in my, you know, my mind or like energy system, it recognized it somehow. And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh my goodness. And the thing that came up was this beautiful, like it almost touched exactly to where my soul was feeling. And I, I wish I had saved it because I read it to my husband this morning and maybe I can quickly find it, but it really spoke to the, I'll give you the main gist is this finding this quiet, letting the noise of the external world quiet down, letting all of the machinery, which I see as everything going on around us to quiet down. That was his vision. He won the Nobel Peace Prize for his work. He's a poet and I see him as a mystic. I don't know if that was a label he had, but writing quotes like this to me makes you a mystic. <laughs> like you're tapping into something, right? So every day you play with the light of the universe. And when I read it, I was like, like my whole body just recognized it because we are light, we are dark, we are shadow. Um, the, the moon is, is coming into its fullness right now. We're kind of like right at the few days away from the full moon. Um, and so there's many ways to see this, but the way I see it is play light and universe. And if we can apply this to our relationship with money and start to be light with it, to be playful with it, even though it can be very, very serious in many respects, we start to rewrite our relationship with it that can be a little more mystical, a little bit more magical and grounded, grounded, anchor it in. Um, Megan said something the other day where she's like, I've got all these balloons and I just want to pull them down. Kind of like, it's how I see it. Like there's these ideas and you start to pull, pull them down, right? Into reality. So you can actually take the light of the universe and put it into form. Creating a bank account is a container for your money. You know, creating an investment strategy, it's a, that's a container for your money. Like we play and then we can pull it down. So both are possible. So if you're like, well, I'm more practical. I don't know that all this woo stuff is going to benefit me. It's both. And, and I believe, and I've said this recently, is even calling woo woo is a way to keep us from accessing our own magic. So don't let them, don't let them make it bad, right? Of course, there's connotations to it, but we are, we are made of light. We are actually made of the stars. And yes, we live in a practical body and a world, but we get to do both. So that was a really cool way to wake up today on this interesting day. So who is this training for? So I'm going to share a couple of things that I've noticed about both in my life, women I've worked with over the years, and what I see out there in just navigating the world with my clients. So this training is for you if you are someone who wants to be more intimate and on a first name basis with the money in your life, right? You can, I mean, you can substitute that like with the person in your life, with the women in your life, with the man in your life, right? But really we're focusing on money because money is this portal into experiences and curiosity and choice and things that we want to have and be and do in our lives. So if you want to be more intimate with it, and I say that, meaning if you wanted to be more intimate with a person in your life, you would do certain things like reach out, spend more time with them, get to know them, know what they like, know how to be in an energetic presence around them. 
So intimacy with money is something that I'm very passionate about and have gotten way off track with and gotten back. So the difference is pretty stark. So you've made money in the past in some capacity, whether it's a job or online business or freelancing or whatever form it came in or you inherited it. There's many ways money can come in and it's not always with your effort or your work time, right? There's many, many ways money can come into your life but you've spent it just as quickly or you found yourself in debt again and again. And if you've heard me speak about this on my podcast, I'm not going to get into the whole story here, but just to say I have been in almost the exact amount of debt three times in my life, paid it all off in one fell swoop, which was part of my meditation daily, like magic making. I'm like, what the heck? Why is it the same amount of money three times, separate times? And so, of course, it's telling me that I've got some kind of strange hook, a relationship or a seed planted about a certain amount of money, about the way money comes, the way money goes, the way I can have access to it. So just start thinking about that. Are there patterns in your relationship with money that just kind of seem to happen over and over again, whether it's Maybe there's um, a a kind of cap to the kind of money you've made income-wise, whether it's from a company, whether it's income or presence that you've been given, or whether it's just like, I noticed that really over the last many years, I haven't really made over this much money, or I feel like my debt tends to hover around this money. Or when I think about big spending, it's kind of like around anything over, you know, a thousand dollars makes me really anxious, or maybe it's $500. The, the numbers of themselves are very, very arbitrary. So, but there's numbers in your life that keep repeating around money. And it's really fascinating to start looking at them. Also, it's for you if you constantly talk yourself out of the things you feel you want and feel like you have to earn them. Like when I make this, then I'll do that. When I make this, then I'll give myself permission to buy that, to go there or to you know, experience whatever experience. We all have these little rules in our mind and I'm not labeling them as good as bad or good or bad. I'm just having you notice. Like, oh, I really want this thing, but maybe I get second best. Or maybe I don't get it at all. Or maybe I ask someone else to get it for me. Or maybe I ask permission from somebody in my life to get it. Right? There's many ways this can look. <clears throat> and somewhere inside of you, you know that there's a bigger and bolder way to invite money into your life now and you're ready to receive it. You're just not quite like a shift has to sort of be made, but you're not quite sure which way to go. That's what I want to help you do today with one of those seeds. So in the next hour, I'm going to share with you my signature mind, money, mind, heart, body practice because mindset is just one aspect, right? Mind is one part of us. And what I say about your mind is that is it is the strategic partner to your body. Your body is where the vision is born, where the plans are birthed, where the new ideas emerge. So I'll show you this practice. You will identify and rewrite your anchor money story or seed that is holding you back from receiving more with ease. And you are going to step into your new wealth identity that is limitless in the capacity to receive and give on all levels. And your wealth identity is made up of not just money, it is all the parts of you and how you see yourself walking in the world. And identity is what drives who you are, what you do, your choices. Um, it, It really drives everything. For example, 
if I am a smoker, I would go and get a cigarette and I would buy, I would have habits around that identity. If I'm not a smoker, it would never even occur to me to go buy a cigarette. Just, it's not even something I have to resist or, or challenge myself with because it's not in there. But my identity around um, being a wife means that certain things just don't occur to me to do. Like I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's a bad path to go down, but whatever my whatever my rules are around being a wife is what I would do. It wouldn't occur to me. Um, like I have friends who are very single and do a lot of very different things because their identity is very different. And that's, that's just an identity. It's not bad or good. Um, so we're just going to acknowledge and rewrite on purpose with intention, your identity around money, right? And you're going to start by noticing the stories that you have been carrying, even right now. Like if I say, let's go to, let's go out to dinner. It's a price fix menu for $250. Just notice, poof, what do you think? Uh, no, or, ooh, yay, let's do it. What are we going, right? It just is, it just is what it is. It's not bad or good. It just is what you've been doing or not doing. Um, let's go buy yourself a car. What kind of car? What pops into your mind? Oh, I can't just buy a car, right? Like we all have, it's all in there. We do this all day long. I can say almost anything and you'll have some story about it. Let's go to Starbucks and get a $10 latte. Again, no judgment. <laughs> I love my lattes. I, you know, again, it's not, it's not bad or good. So we'll, we'll get more into that. Okay, so, and I also will be sharing at the end of this presentation, um, a future quantum wealth activation, which is part of the kind of meditation process we're gonna do and an invitation to what I'm introducing to the world for the first time, which is the Amplified Wealth Experience. And I'm so excited about it because I literally just, I've been working on this framework probably for about eight months. And it, I, the framework was born before I even knew what it was going to be. And so it was like this interesting relationship with it. So I'm going to share the framework with you and answer any questions. And just as I said, your resistance and inner gremlins will be activated. And that's a good thing. It's always a good thing. It doesn't feel necessarily so good in the moment, but I want you to notice it and just write it down or just be aware. I like to say, thank you. <laughs> I know you're trying to keep me safe. I am good. You know, and sometimes that I visualize handing like a little bowl of strawberries because my gremlin likes berries. So you'll have your own relationship with yours. So I'm not going to say each one, but we've already talked a lot about this, about talking yourself out of what you want. You want to make changes, but somehow you're not quite able to move forward. Um, this is a big one, actually. I do want to mention this because sometimes you make mistakes with money along your path and mistakes are, again, things that you judge as mistakes. Maybe they're bad investments. Maybe they're buying courses that you've never actually done. Maybe they're buying clothes you that are still have labels in the closet. Maybe they're um, loans that you took out that you are you know, still trying to pay back from a long time ago, which a lot of people have. Maybe there's some form of shame about either chances taken or not taken. And you just can't seem to let that go. And sometimes it's not even really acknowledged. So there is some form of shame that you're thinking about that you might not seem to let go of. Um, spending impulsively to feel better in the moment, like Amazon packages arrive and you're not sure what they are, might be a sign. <laughs> I feel like a lot of us have that these days. Like why did I just order? I don't even understand what I ordered. Like, a surprise, yay, I got another book. 
um, but quickly forget that you even purchased it or feel guilty. You also might have the sense that making a lot of money is the answer to everything. And at the same time, don't really see how, how to make it consistently. Um, but just spoiler alert, it's not the answer to everything. It's the answer to a lot of things, some things, but it's not the answer to everything. And in order to be consistent with it, it takes a little bit of a shift in your energy around money. And then if you're an entrepreneur or even if you have a job where you're, you're making income, you know you want to raise your prices or ask for that raise or make a change, but you've been holding yourself back for a myriad of reasons like someday I need to get another certification, someone else has more experience than me, um, and it really it all stems from a couple of things we're going to talk about. So the real reason that you might feel misaligned with prosperity and money is, as I mentioned, you have inherited an outdated story about money and wealth. And money and wealth in itself is not good or bad. It is a neutral subject that we have placed a lot of emotion around. For some people, they barely think about it all the time, right? like any of the time. And some people think about it every single minute of the day because they don't have what they want. But it is ultimately a resource that has been used and misused and everything in between, but it is available to all of us and can be used for good and for bad. We've seen it used for not so great things in our lives. We've seen it used for amazing things in our lives, but you get to decide whether you will continue to nourish those old stories. And you might even have some coming up right now. <laughs> like, oh, like as you're thinking, just start becoming aware of, as I give you examples, what's coming up, jot them down, be curious. We get to decide how we handle those stories. So once you rewrite those anchor money stories, you will, A, trust your decision-making around money. This is a big one. You trust yourself. You don't talk yourself out of something you know your soul is asking you for. And then five years later, you're still like, oh, I just really, really want that. Um, but you'll know how to get there. You'll know how to communicate with money and receive guidance because it is an entity. It's an energy. You will unlock your potential for earning and creating income and prosperity and own your new anchor money stories and begin to break that cycle of lack. And you could, you know, it could be scarcity, it could be lack. You can use interchange words for it. Um, but there is a cycle that we all have until we finally heal that relationship and rewrite it for ourselves. Let's see. Okay. Again, you'll begin to embody your wealth identity in all areas of your life. So it's not just when you're dealing with your money, it's when you're out to a restaurant, it's when you're decorating your home. It's when you're, you know, you're making decisions for your future. It's a wealth identity that is not just about the, the exact number of dollars in your bank account. Okay. And I see some of you new ladies coming in. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know, just put it in the chat. So for those of you who don't know me, I'll just share a little bit about me. Um, I'm a life and leadership coach. I started, I say 20, it still says 20, but it's actually more like 25 now, 25 years ago um, as a coach when my management company hired or the, the company where I was a training manager teaching, it was like a real estate education company. They hired us a coach and an executive leader. And after a weekend of communications workshop, I thought that's what I want to do. And so I literally walked up to the ladies. I'm like, okay, can you like, what's going on here? Because all I knew up till that point was, climbing the ladder in the corporate world, which is what I was well on my way to do. 
And I hired the woman as my personal coach to help me start my own coaching business. And I hired her within the organization for me to help me figure out how to do assessments and how to lead a team. And that's how my journey started. I started um, getting referrals. My very first coach was a CEO of a top company who didn't even know how old I was because we only ever met on the phone. After a year of coaching, we set up a lunch and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to just totally freak out because like, I think I was like 22 or 23. And here's this guy in his fifties that I've been coaching for like a year. I'm like, he's just going to take it all back. He's going to want a refund for the year. That was my kind of insecurity. And I put on my best suit, showed up and it was amazing. His wife sent me a thank you card for all the work we had done together. And it was really just like a, a very huge validation to show that I was I was innately good at something that I knew I was good at, but I got this validation from something that, you know, was really important to me because I was referred to him by another coach and anyway, this whole thing, but I've been doing this for a long time. The way I've been doing it has changed drastically. I don't go to networking breakfasts and lunch anymore. I hand out my business card. I show up online and I get to work with amazing people from all over the world. And that just wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. It was very, very, very different. Um, I'm also the founder of the Divinely Aligned Circle, previously the Divine Self-Care Circle. This is our seventh year together. I also have a podcast. We're in our 250th episode. So for the last over three years, um, I love to speak. <laughs> I love to be in circle. And the topics that I talk about all re range around personal growth, personal development, whether it's money or self-care or being in circle with other women and how to, you know, be fully yourself and all you do is really at the core of what I want to help you do. I also created something called the Virtual Retreat Academy, which is really fun because again, technology is amazing and I can host virtual retreats without leaving my house. I can also host amazing in-person retreats. And obviously for the last year, I haven't been able to. So virtual retreats have been amazing. Um, I'm I've been on a lot of podcasts over the years. Here's a few of the images. Um, I got to be on the Mel Robbins show right before the pandemic hit and the show was canceled and never aired, but I got a picture. <laughs> so, I mean, it was like the weirdest series of events, like talk about magic. And my very best friend just happened to be able to make it to the show. She snuck her, like practically snuck her way in and sat on the front seat to grab this picture. And the show never aired and it's gone. Like Mel Robbins is on to very many other things. And I don't think the show will ever air because the, the team is not together anymore. Um, but I got this thing and I did it like I was on it. I actually recorded the episode and it was so much fun. And it really was again, like it was, you know, and it was a quantum leap of experience that was prepared over two decades. It wasn't like I just showed up and I was invited to the Mel Robbins show. They did their research and saw the body of work that I had and invited me. And so this is like a great mirror to the work that you do around money isn't going to change right this moment. But there will be quantum leaps, there will be quantum shifts, but they'll happen when they're meant to happen. You do the daily work, you till the soil, you'll plant the seeds, you'll water them, you'll get them sunshine. And then poof, one day you're like, oh, I just spent a thousand dollars and it didn't even like, I didn't blink or like my very first time I bought a, um, a Mac MacBook, I literally like, I had to have my friend like press the buy button. <laughs> so I'm like, I just can't spend $3,000 on a laptop. And now I'm like, oh, I need a new one. Let me just go to the store. But that took years, <laughs> like that kind of transformation and whatever category is an issue for you, like you will have very easy time spending on some things and other things you'll have a much more difficult time because of your own personal 
just the way your relationship with money is. So it's not the same for everyone. Some people spend thousands of dollars on shoes. Other people don't. Right? And it's just, it's a choice. But if you want to and you're not, then there's something in there that could be reconciled. Either it's thinking you have to, which let's just bust those right away because you get to choose and live however you choose to. But once you get into those desires and you're, now you're stopping yourself, now we want to explore those kind of stories. Okay. Um, let me just check in. I see some comments. Oh, I can even pull it up. That's awesome. Um, it didn't air, right? It didn't air. Um, Julia, Kira and I are, not, are very not single. <laughs> I'm earning two cars. Don't have to buy one again. Are you? I, know, I have a feeling. I know how you're doing that um, through an affiliate program. So no, it didn't air, Tara. Yeah, as I mentioned, it did not air, sadly. Okay. Um, why am I teaching this? Because when women have choice and freedom and flexibility, they don't go against themselves. Going against yourself looks like doing things that you don't want to do because you think you have to or because you don't have a choice or because you are relying on external permission when women have money, there's all kinds of studies that show that we do amazing things with it. We are generous. We are wise. If you had 50 grand right now, just to invest in something you really believe in, I guarantee you can sit down and within an hour, you can have an amazing list of things you want to, you want to support. When your needs are taken care of, you have an opportunity to be more of what you want to be and who you want to be. So again, it's this duality. You are absolutely innately worthy without cash in your bank. And if you can create a positive relationship with money flowing in, you can feel wealthy in all areas of your life. And it's funny, I'll share a little story just to show you that wealth means different things to different people. Um, somehow my father-in-law got on my email list and he reads every single email. And because he doesn't really know like about marketing and that emails go to everyone because I have my little like, hey, Jerry, da, da, da. you know, he writes me back when I send out an email. So when I was sending emails out for this, he wrote me back about what wealth means to him. And it was really cute because he's almost 80. And he's like you know, dear Lena, this is a great topic. I've always felt very wealthy in my career. And, um, and the two things that make me feel most wealthy now are my kids and grandkids, which was really sweet. And, uh, <laughs> and, and looking at myself in the mirror every day, and I look pretty darn good for an almost 80 year old. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Like I, I was telling my husband, like your dad really thinks that I'm emailing him every day. <laughs> like it's really cute, um, but it just you know kind of opened it up. And he's not my demographic, obviously, but he just engages. It's really sweet. Um, but it was great because I'm, I realized, like, yeah, everyone needs to get to everyone gets to define wealth for themselves. Um, and I believe that money is absolutely a part of that. It gives you choices. It gives you the ability to go to beautiful places if you choose to. It gives you the you know capability to support people in your life, to delight and surprise people you love. And again, it's not I'm not telling you how much. Delight and surprise just might be like 
you know, taking someone out to lunch and easily paying for it without, without making it a big deal. It might be, you know, having your child go to a certain kind of school you want them to, whatever it is for you, you get to decide, but you also get to, you get to have the money too. I, I can actually feel myself like even wanting to apologize a little for it, but that's part of the seeds in my brain, right? Like, oh, should I be like telling them money is this amazing? Th- it is this amazing thing. It really is. You, But you get to decide how much. You get to decide what you do with it and you get to decide your relationship with it. So this is the framework that is the Amplified Wealth Experience. And we're not going to go through this whole thing right now. We're not going to go through every little part of it. But the Amplified Wealth Experience framework is declare with your mind, align in your body and amplify with your soul. And each one has three different areas. So it's what we're doing today. We're going to be working on the declare your mind part of it. That's the exercise we're going to be going through, but this is just one step in the journey. So don't feel like you have to do all the things (laughs) like this really takes time. This is meant to be an experience over time. The thing we're focusing specifically on today within the declare is to clear old and create new money stories. Um, If you want to like take a little peek, the next step is to declutter. So it's the first thing we do in the circle every year. It's the first thing I've always done with um, with uh, when we do retreats, like decluttering is a real energetic and physical way to start moving energy. So but we're not going into that today. And then going into discernment of wants, needs and tolerations, because there's things that you've been doing that just don't work anymore. Sometimes we set up rules for ourselves that we set up 10 years ago. Like, actually, I think I need to look at that again. Let me refresh how I want to engage with life and work and money. Um, And then the other two is what the Amplified Wealth Experience goes into. But today, just for today, it's the clear old and create new money stories. And the top, it says inner wealth equals inner worth. You are innately wealthy and worthy. We're just taking some practices in our physical realm and starting to to work with them. So declare, I do believe for a million percent that your word is your wand and that you are consciously creating your life, your day, your week, your month, your decade with the way you speak about it, your relationships. Um, This is the first step to any awareness practice. It's just starting to notice. If you wanna know what you think, think, listen to what you say. If you wanna know what you think about anything, listen to what you say about it when you're not overthinking it. The way you describe it to somebody, and sometimes you're not really even aware until you start sharing it with someone or judging them for what they're doing. Like, oh, I didn't even realize I had that in there. (laughs) Because we are these complex beings and not everything is is fully accessible all the time. Our mind is very, um, it's very good at organizing information and not sharing everything all at the same time. So you just have to, you know, notice what you're thinking. So we're talking about money today. So the way you speak about money matters. When you're at the grocery store giving your credit card, do you say, oh my God, I hope I have enough in there? Or are you saying like, I'm so grateful for, for this, you know, abundance of food. There's so much more where that came from. That's one I picked up along the way. I have like a whole note in my, in my phone. That's like probably, you know, 10 or 11 screens long of all these money affirmations that I sort of go through throughout the different days, weeks, and months. Um, But that matters. The way you speak about money matters. Do I love money? How does it make you feel to say I love money? How does it make you feel when you think I really love money. Oh my gosh, money is amazing. You're like, oh, that's kind of icky, right? Or yeah, me too. I mean, 
or, you know, just think about spending and just start noticing. Next time you spend money, notice if there's any thoughts going through your head. Notice if you're talking yourself into or out of something like, oh, it's only $20, so it's okay. Or no, I think I'll hold off because it's too much. Just start noticing those things. So on a scale of one to 10, just for yourself, where you could put it in the chat, how connected do you feel to the flow of money in your life right now? One being like, it is dry as a desert up in here and there's nothing flowing. Or 10 is like, I feel so aligned with money. It is always flowing. It is always taking care of me. Even if I don't see it right now, I know it's on the way. Like, How do you feel connected to it or, or not? Love, yes, Florence Gobelshin, exactly. Yes, I have a ton. The Magic Path to Intuition, the Complete Works of Florence Gobelshin is amazing. Yeah. Six, eight, awesome. That's, that's a really good numbers. I'm judging they're really good. But it's nice. Listen, and, and just to say, I will say this too, um, it might be eight or nine in one, and it might be more like a two or three in some areas of your life. So, so one of the things we're going to do in the, in the amplified wealth experience is to create like a money wheel with, with different aspects of money in your life. So you can play around with that if you want to, with, if, you know, if you're not joining in the, in the experience, um, and just think about it, like money, when it comes to health, money, when it comes to my home, money, when it comes to presence, money, when it comes to food, money, when it comes to um, just all different topics, you get to kind of define them. I'll give you the basic container, but you get to define them as well. Tara, only a four. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then, and then what does a four mean to you? And did you think of a specific area in your life when it comes to a four? Is it now like, is your, are you thinking about, you know, an area of your work or like a gap? Do you have a goal that you're striving towards? So it feels like you're not quite there, right? Just ask yourself what it is. And if you're at a nine, like Julia, what comes up first? Is it that things are flowing in a certain container of your life and it feels amazing and then rippling out into others? So again, no judgment, just awareness. <clears throat> okay. So one of the things um, Julia, as soon as I finished cosmetology school, money started flowing through the biz. Yes, I remember you sharing that before. So interesting, like there's sometimes things start flowing in, in one container because you've cleared things up in another or you've put energy into another thing. So it's not necessarily going to come the way you think it comes. Money comes from a lot of different sources. And yes, Florence Govelshin, there's one that's in there. I think it's um, large amounts, large amounts of money flow to me easily every day from expected and unexpected sources into my bank account from uh and and something and grows there like there's all these different ways you can say affirmations i have a ton of them in my head floating around um but what we also have in our mind floating around are some of the money myths so i'd love to hear from you like what are some of the money story myths that you grew up with here's some that i just kind of came up with money is evil money is hard to earn the more you have the more you make um, the rich get richer, rich people are selfish, money doesn't grow on trees, women aren't good with money, um, saving is the only way to get rich. What else? Like, what have you heard takes money to make money? Yes, that's a great one. Money flows in and out easily. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, negative or positive, good or bad, neutral, not neutral, what comes up to you? 
money doesn't grow on trees. Mm -hmm. What else? What are the negative ones around money or people who have a lot of money or spending a lot of money on fancy cars or big houses or anything else or clothes, $10,000 bags. What is, what do you think of when you think of that? Rich people are selfish. Yes. I mean, that's like a really weird one because that falls in line with, you know, when I teach self-care, it's like, actually, we need to rewrite that one ASAP because selfish is really, really good. But we have this understanding of this word. And yeah, why would we want to be selfish if selfish is bad, right? What if selfish was a good thing? What if it's filling your own cup first so you have what to give? Like, Yana Van Zandt always says you have to fill your own teacup first and you give from the saucer, right? You fill it, fill it, fill it until it overflows. Same thing. I've heard the same kind of metaphor with a vase or, you know, you fill it up until it overflows and then you give from the overflow. Wow. Wouldn't that be amazing to give from the overflow oh, to myself from the overflow. Money is power. Yeah. Having money involves living poorly. Yes. Yes. I mean, these are all like, these are the, these are the beginning of the, of the scenes, right? My husband says, I don't like rich people. No reason for me to ensure I don't earn much, although we've just done so well in our house sale. Yeah, I don't like rich people. Like that would be a really fascinating conversation to just like peel apart a little bit. What does that mean, right? Have to sacrifice to get ahead. Yeah. And those are all in there. Like we hear them. His dad is a rich jerk. Interesting. So just notice, notice when you're watching a movie, notice when you're like listening to something or reading a book, all the, all the hidden little messages about that. Um, I was, I was listening to this series of, um, oh shoot, I'm not gonna remember the name right now. There's a, a book series. It's about um, something rich Asians. It was like a wedding and the whole thing. Anyone seen it? Uh, I can't remember what it's called now by Lauren. Anyway, whatever. It's like this super, 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 super ostentatious lifestyle. And I, I sort of like, I kind of made myself listen to two or three of the books because I kept getting like, like these little triggers. I'm like, oh my God, like, how, oh, oh my God. Like I just kept like having this judgment around how much they were spending on things. And you can see it on any show, but it just, this particular book series just happened to have that. And I realized how much judgment I had around this ostentatious show of money because honestly, and I thought I really spent time thinking about this, obviously I'm hosting this, but I really understood that what I was doing was I actually don't value showing ostentatious things in all areas. Like there's things I love. I love beautiful makeup. I love clothes that feel amazing on my body. I love beautiful bedding, like my pillows and my, like I will spend on things that I value. I don't care about other things. Um, some things I do, some things I don't, but once you can start like navigating that, it gets really peaceful. You're like, I really don't care to keep up with anyone else. It's just my own values that I care to be clear on and honor. Um, Patricia says, some of the negative messages I got from my childhood gave me these distortions around money. Rich people are self-absorbed and will take whatever they want. Money is more important than people. Only money has value. People don't matter. Yeah. And there's a lot of like stories in there, right? So those are all messages that we can start to pull apart. Survival mode. And I just want to say, I see the time. I don't know how that happened, but we're going to go a little long. So if you have to leave early, I totally honor that. We'll probably go till about 2.30. I should have known better because all of our group calls in the circle are like two hours. So 
If you have the time to stay, I honor that. If not, the recording will be ready. You have a 2 p.m. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Tara. Okay, <clears throat> I'm almost at the beach. I got time. <laughs> awesome. Of course you're at the beach. Why not? Okay, so this matters because these are not your stories. They're stories that you received. Um, again, money is a mirror of receiving, giving, and allowing. And I'm not going to speed up. So just going to make it more expansive. And I have time and space for everything I need to do and want to do in my life. So it'll be perfect. And, and money and time are actually also closely related, right? We can have time abundance and time scarcity. So I'm just trusting that it is going to be perfect. Um, money gives us choice and options. We can lift others when we have money to invest. When we have money to invest and we can invest into, you know, hiring people for our business or our home or within our lives, we can actually lift other people up quite beautifully. So let's do it. I'm going to stop talking for a little bit. We're going to do some really cool exercises in three steps. So the three steps to embody your new money story. First is we already started this a little bit. So I'm going to give you about two minutes to list out as many memories as you can think of. You don't have to write the whole story of the memory, just like a little snippet, like mom paying bills at the kitchen table, dad being frustrated, like whatever that is for you. And then choose one memory that feels sticky or alive or you just keep thinking of. And then add a little description, like who's in it, where are you, give yourself a visual context. And then once you're done, we're going to kind of pause together and just notice what and where in your body is the feeling around this memory. Sometimes you'll feel like a little like, oh, like constriction in your belly or your heart or your shoulders feel heavy. Everyone experiences it very differently. You might feel some pressure in your forehead. You might feel the need to take a deep breath. So I'm going to give you about two minutes, actually three minutes about a minute for each one. So list out as many memories, then choose one, and then where in your body are you feeling it? And please feel free to share in the chat so I can kind of see it. If you wanna just do the whole thing in the chat, that's fine. But I find that writing things out with your pen and paper is really activating too. Okay, about one more minute. So you should be moving on to the feelings in your body. So choose one any aspects about it, any details, and then where in your body and what it feels like. And if you're not feeling it, that's fine too. You don't have to feel anything, but I want you to become aware, even if your breath got shallow or you're just kind of avoiding it or wanting to be distracted. Those are all sensations too. Okay, that's just about time. You can feel free to share any aspect of it in the chat, anything that surprised you, anything that you wanna kind of remember anything about the money memories. So first you're acknowledging and you're bringing out a seed from the past, something that stands out. Once you go back in there and ask a question, it stands out. So step number two is we're going to pause that seed, that story for a moment, and we're going to write a love letter to money. And if you've never written a love letter before, this is a great first one. And if you have before, then this will be uh, a new experience to write to money. So you can start by answering these questions and just dear money. And then think about it. What do you want to say to money? What do you need from money? What does money need from you? And what is the new relationship you'd like to create? You can choose one or two of these, or you can go rogue and just write a love letter to money. So imagine if you were writing to someone that you 
have spent a lifetime with, which you have with money, someone who you've had ups and downs with, which you have with money, and someone you have a very unique relationship with. So start and feel free to go off on a, you know, a road that feels good to you. I'll give you another three minutes to write to money, dear money. Okay, that is just about time. Anyone want to share in the chat or say anything, any reflections on how it felt to write a love letter to money? Did it feel awkward? Did it feel fun? Did it feel playful? Did you realize anything? When I did it for the first time, I realized I had a lot to say. <laughs> it's a lot of like little resentments here and there, but also a lot of gratitude and appreciation. It felt so good to express my gratitude for money in my life. Yes, I feel like I'm in a new chapter with money, a much more intimate one. Yes. I mean, imagine like, you know, we think about wanting more money and wanting more whatever. But if you have a friend and you just basically don't call them for like two months, meaning you don't check in with your bank account or money or bills. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, you want to hang out? And they're like, oh, you? I thought you like gone away. Right? So imagine that energetic disconnect that you might have with money in your life, right? There's a lot of emotion around it. Um, Julie, it's awkward. And yet money is just a really, really a piece of paper. But it's the feeling and meaning we associate with it. Exactly. I realize that I'm good at starting ideas for how to create money, but not as good at closing the loop. Yeah. And that becomes a pattern, right? becomes a pattern that we start to embrace as who we are. And it's, it can be, sometimes we just need to shake it up and maybe writing a letter to money and rewriting how you feel about money can start to, or even just acknowledging that that is something that happens. And then noticing when that starting goes to stopping, like what triggers that? Is that a distraction? I know for me, if I'm journaling and I hit a point that feels really true, my, like my hand wants to go pick up the phone. <laughs> It just does. Or if I'm listening to a podcast and I'm hearing something that's activating me, like really either challenging me or, or activating me, I find myself going away and then I have to rewind and rewind and rewind. Like, oh, and, and what that is, is your, it's like your inner ego wanting to keep you nice and safe and cozy and will keep you on distracted habits. So next time you distract yourself from something like, if you're listening to something positive or affirmations or whatever, or Esther Hicks or you know, law of attraction or money mindset or whatever. If you're reading something, you notice that you're like, oh, I just, let me, oh, what do I have to do tomorrow? Like, let me check my to-do list. Let me, you know, you're distracting. It's a very natural thing to do. Or Jacinda, if you're realizing you're starting an idea, you're excited, there are phases to, to the idea, to creation phase, to completion. So where along that trajectory are you finding yourself getting caught right just think about it start noticing it like I'm excited I have a plan I'm making ideas on the paper it's time to go do something oh look at that I need to go clean out my closet like where on the trajectory are you finding yourself falling off right there's there's a like a seed of an idea gets born. And mostly if you if you actually start to learn how that pattern happens Normally, when you come up with a new idea or you get an inspiration, your inner gremlin, your ego, whatever you want to call it, will talk you out of it pretty quickly and give you all the reasons why you can't and shouldn't and won't. It's up to you to build that bridge from over it or through it or around it or get intimate with that doubtful part of yourself or get support, to be quite honest, because sometimes it's hard to see yourself, right? I think it's in the selling phase that I get stuck. Good, you're in the right place. <laughs> selling is part of having an intimate relationship with money and being able to detach, 
detach from you are not your money, you are not your work, you are not your business, you are born innately worthy, and you are getting to do these things that start to create part of your identity, but you are still worthy, whether you sell or make a sale, or if nobody showed up today, I'd still be fabulously awesomely me, I'd be disappointed, but I'd be like, okay, well, back to square one, like I've, there's times where my energy was just off, and people felt it, and times where it was just on like freaking fire, and I didn't even know what happened, you know, there's times where I launched the exact same thing, like last year in February, nobody bought. I'm like, that was weird. And then in June, I'm like, I got this idea to do it again. I, I heard it clear as day, like do it. And all of a sudden it filled up within a week without me barely even trying I'm like a post on Facebook because I knew my energy was off the first time. And the second time I felt better because I, I started to realize like, oh, well, it doesn't mean anything about me if I don't have any money in my bank account. It's just like, it doesn't mean I'm a better or worse person if I have a million dollars in my bank account, right? But once you're in right relationship with money, you understand the intimacy part, the, the acknowledging part, you start to reframe how you engage with it. So Jacinda, we can definitely talk further about that, but it's a great place to reflect. So now we're in step three, which is where we, this is the embodied piece. This is probably like, you know, the piece that we, we all stop at because this question alone, I've had clients who have like made massive shifts just by spending time with the question, how would I feel? Who would I be? What would I do if I already had X amount of money? Just this one question, spending time on coaching on this question will show you clear as day where you're resisting. And if you don't think so, write it down and spend some time with it because it'll show you, you're going to want to distract yourself right out of the part that feels like it's not fully aligned or embodied. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so anchor in the new story means anchor it into your body so that it, it becomes this like flowing easy. This is why I teach embodiment practices. This is why I require all my clients to do magic morning practice. If you're not familiar with it, go to my bio, go to anywhere that you find me online. You'll see it. It's a free uh, practice that I teach people where you move your body every day in some way, where you tap into what you want and you're able to shake things off and move through it in whatever way movement is to you. You don't have to do what I do. So the key shift is to move your body. <laughs> so right now you don't have to get up. I just want you to just put down your pen for a second, get into the moment and just notice. Notice if you have any tension. Notice if you're like, I just want to escape this conversation or I just want to already be done with it or I just want it to already be happening. I already want to be the wealthy version of me now without really doing anything else. Right? Can I just like turn on some switch and poof, it just flows out somewhere. It's waiting for me in my vortex. Why isn't it here? Just take a deep breath. Lower your shoulders. Relax the facial muscles that have tensed up. Because we're activating, we're like stirring up that muddy water. So now it's all just floating around. And what I want you to do now is just to start to move. What I love to do most every day is like do some version of shaking it off. So you can shake your hands, you can wiggle your shoulders. You can get up and shake if you want to. I have a whole like shaking practice that I go through body part by body part in the magic morning practice. Just like shake as if you're like getting water 
off yourself. Just shake it off, shake it off. Close your eyes if you don't, if you don't want to see anyone else doing it. If you just want to be in your body, you can move your legs in any way that feels good. You can stomp on the floor. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Another few seconds. As if no one's watching, don't worry. And then just stop. Stop and get really still. And just hold it and just feel that activated buzzing energy in your body. Feel those little bits of energy rolling off of your fingers, your feet. Shaking off whatever came up and allowing yourself to be still like water. And from this place, I'm gonna guide you into beautiful one year later meditation. So just start taking some slow breaths. Put your hands somewhere comfortable where they can be relaxed, maybe facing your palms up in a position of receiving. I want you to just bring to mind that story that you wrote about in step one. One of the many stories, this is just one story, or maybe it wasn't an exact moment, maybe it was a period of your life where you felt the memory come up. And just notice if any sensations happening in your body. This story has been there for a long time, along with many other connections to money that you have, some that you're aware of, some that you're not aware of, and some that have yet to show themselves in situations in your life. Just notice where in your body you feel it. Breathe into that part of your body. And then exhale. Let's do that two more times. Breathe into wherever you feel tension. And exhale. One more time. Breathe in. Hold it for a moment. And release. Now, from this place of conscious, intentional relaxation, accessing your relationship with money, having written a letter to money, activating a new connection, a new intimate connection, kind of like meeting an old friend for the first time in a long time, that feeling of delightful expectation. And in your mind's eye, I want you to envision a calendar, a timeline, Maybe you see a calendar hanging on the wall. Maybe you see it as an electronic calendar. Or maybe you, you see that creative like 3D version of a timeline you can actually walk. I'm gonna go forward about a year, passing through May, June, July, summer, August, into the leaves of the fall, September, October, crisp winter, November, December, we're in 20, 2022, we're in January, it's a new year, new energy, February, March, back to April, 2022. It is April 21st, 2022, and you have lunch plans with your very best friend who you haven't seen in a few months. In fact, if you think about it, it's been maybe six months, even more. And you're getting together for lunch, you're celebrating. 
you walk into this beautiful restaurant, your favorite place to go, and you see your best friend sitting there. And your best friend gets up and you hug and embrace. You haven't seen each other in so long. She's already ordered a bottle of champagne celebrating. You sit down laughing, joyful, looking into the eyes of your very best friend, your supportive, who is rooting for you in all ways, supports you when you're down, celebrates you when you're winning, loves you no matter what. And your best friend asks you, I can't even believe this incredible year you've had. There's so much to celebrate. Tell me what happened. How did this happen? Tell me the things that have happened over the last year. And give you a few minutes in your mind's eye to have this conversation with your best friend sharing as if it's already happened ever since you created this new intimate relationship with money. What are the amazing things that have happened in your life? And share them as if they're present day happening now. Now you lift up champagne glass together and you cheers to your success. Notice the feeling in your body to feel expansive and bubbly. Maybe a small smile creeps on your face. Feel this feeling of embodied wealth, feeling of having done the things that were hard, that seemed challenging, but you did them because you took the time and you had the commitment to be more intimate with your relationship with money and wealth in your life. You found new energy, new creativity. Opportunities seemed to arrive as if out of the blue. Money started showing up in ways that you could not have even imagined. It feels like it's a whole new life. It's the same exact life with a new lens on life with all these amazing things that have happened and continue to happen. Take a nice deep breath. <sighs> Whenever you're ready, go ahead and slowly open your eyes and come back. And I would love for you to share what's the one thing you were able to celebrate And you can make notes in your journal, whatever you need to, but I'd love to hear in the chat, what's one thing? Being in alignment with my work. Yes. What does that mean, being in alignment? How does that look? If someone were looking, how would they know? I was invited back to the Mel Robbins podcast show, which is awesome. <laughs> 
Smiles, peace, and ease. Lots of soulful journeys commissioned. Yes. Ooh, I remember a soulful journey with you a couple of years ago. Maybe it was more than a couple of years ago. So glad you're still doing those. Awesome. So what I'd love for you to do as it unfolds and just keep journaling what it is. And if you find you didn't land that deeply into it, this is something you could do over and over again as well. But take a snapshot of the, if I already had X amount of money, how would I feel? Who would I be? What would I do? And then just play with that question at least once a week. A home I love to welcome others into also with a kick-ass art studio. Yes. Yeah, just, and, and you know, sometimes we get a little bit in our head about it. So when I ask the question, how would it look? How would someone know there's external representations of new identity. What does that look like for you? And it will look very different for everyone. So I'd love for you to continue sharing that in the chat as we move on with the last few elements. Um, but this is how we anchor. We anchor by bringing something up, acknowledging it, having a relationship with it, going in and getting curious about where it started. And then most importantly, where is it in your body, right? This is the part that most mindset work is missing because we can write and write and write. And I guarantee you, if you're like me or anyone else I know, you've been writing the same things in your journal for years, right? Wanting the same things, wanting to create the same things. And some of them have happened miraculously, some of them, because you just kind of forgot and they just happened. But the ones that we're holding onto so tightly are probably the ones that we're still holding onto so tightly. And there's a reason for that because it's very much spinning around in our mind versus anchoring into our body and shaking it off, releasing it and feeling into the energy of what we want and letting it pull us versus pushing into it. Pulling is always more easeful than pushing. And sometimes we do need to push through. We do. We do. But sometimes, especially when it comes to abundance and prosperity, pulling, ease, path of least resistance is great. And sometimes... The contrast of what you don't want will take you exactly where you need to go. We just need to trust those steps, right? I think Julia mentioned that earlier. She went and got her hair license done and then poof, her business just blew up. <laughs> How did that happen? I guess I just let it go, right? And I've been with Julia for many years. So I've seen her push a lot in many different beautiful directions in her business. And all of a sudden, attention goes somewhere else released around this thing and then poof. And now she's, you know, amazing. Just end up being married with my love, having the dream wedding and house and not having a day job, just being able to focus on my art and other creative entrepreneurship outlets. Absolutely. I would spend time with this question. If I already had whatever the amount is for you, how would I feel? What would I, who would I be? What would I do? And then what would that look like in the world and start creating little anchor points for you? Okay. Any questions, let me know, but I'd love to hear more. Okay, so today I promised you several things. <laughs> One is that you would trust your decision-making around money. So how do you do that? You start to own that you do have a relationship with money, and this is the beginning of it. And the more you have an active relationship with money, the more you can trust yourself to say yes to what matters, stop worrying about everything else, no competing with anyone else, <laughs> right? And notice when you're distracting yourself by, like, I don't know, buying something you're not going to remember tomorrow. So just notice, notice your relationship around spending when you're standing at the counter, handing over your $20 bill, whatever it is, what are you saying to yourself? 
the more you learn about yourself, the more you can trust yourself to say, oh, actually, this is awesome. I'm so glad I got it. What if I already have all that I want? That's awesome. I would say your intention at the beginning was what? To, to learn more about how to improve my money mindset. So where are you now? And what would it look like? Why improve? What's the improvement that you're seeking? And to be honest, we are always, we are growing, evolving beings. So there's always part of us that's seeking and growing. And just like Cheryl, I've seen you with your beautiful artwork over the last several months. Like it is changing and growing and each one looks like it's, it's just like art, right? You're, you start somewhere, but you're ending up somewhere else because you're evolving and growing. So there's a relationship. What if you had all the time and money in the world and all of your needs were taken care of? What would you spend time doing? Is that something that pops up? Like, Ooh, what is that desire? And it's perfectly okay. If you have a season of your life, a very long season where you're like, I'm actually very content where I am. And then one day you wake up and you're like, wow, I want an art studio in the villa in Italy. <laughs> like, I don't know, whatever it is for you, right? What, what it is. I don't know. We're just, we're craving, desiring. It's very natural. And, and sometimes we get talked out of it because we're supposed to just appreciate where we are. No, but appreciation in its own definition is growth. Appreciation means that it's growing and it's like interest, right? Appreciation. <clears throat> Julia. When I want to buy something like a $20 sweatshirt, I don't need to tell myself, how does this help you reach your goals? <laughs> I still owe mon mom money. And two, I have no room in my tiny closet for more. Yeah, exactly. So we all have these like relationships with things, right? Okay, number two, I promise that you would know how to communicate with money and receive guidance. Write that letter. It ain't that complicated. <laughs> like, I know sometimes I go to a class or something and, and the teacher teaches something. I'm like, oh. Well, I could do that. Like I do that all the time or oh, I could do that. You know, sometimes we just overcomplicate things. So as much as you can, keep it simple. Unlock your potential for earning and creating income and prosperity. And when I say unlock your potential, the key word is your potential. What do you want? I'm not telling you that you need to make a million dollars by the end of the year. I could care less what your number is not meaning that I could care less about you. I love you and I want you to be what you want to be. And if you want support in getting to a specific number, I'm all about that. I love number. I actually love spreadsheets. I'm as you know excited about a good spreadsheet as I am about pulling an Oracle card and using my pendulum. Both can exist. And own your anchor money stories and break the cycle of lack. So I would get curious. You can do that as many times as you want. Go back, find a memory, bring it up. But don't just like go back to the point of making yourself feel bad, right? It's about pulling out that little seed, examining it and deciding, is this seed something I actually want to consciously put back in? Do I want to nourish it or am I planting new seeds? So this is just the first step. That declare, align, amplify framework is a journey. I showed you all the parts of it. And if you need to remember them, you can go look at the recording. They're all in there. I'm not hiding anything. They're all in there. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to pull it up and start to play with it, go for it. It's a framework I created. Um, obviously, don't recreate it. It's my framework. It's trademarked the whole thing. But I would love to take you know the entire journey with you if that's something that you're feeling called to, if my energy is the energy you want to be around. And if you want to really understand what it means to declare, this is the part we just did, speak it, write it, own it. Align is where we get into your body, where we really 
feel what alignment looks like and feels like in all areas of your life and start to not go against yourself. Start to choose based on what you know is right for you. Release anything that you're tolerating that no longer works. And then amplify. It is it is for visibility. It is for asking for more. It is for declare. You say what you want, align, you're like, you're there. And then amplify is like turning it up to 11, right? So you're out there. You feel good about sharing your work. You feel good about asking for what you want. And if visibility in the, the entrepreneurial field or in your work is part of that, then we do talk about that because I believe in order to be visible to anyone else and not be invisible, because that's what you can feel like when you keep putting things out there. No one sees you. You must see yourself first. You must see yourself first. You must see your innate gifts, your innate worthiness, and your unique thumbprint, your unique soul print of how you show up in the world. Otherwise, it's going to be an uphill struggle of trying to emulate other people's strategies, other people's way of showing up. And you can tell when someone does not fully believe what they're saying. You could just, there's something about our mind that we we're like, we're these mirrors. We feel it like, oh, something just not feeling right. So there are pitfalls and resistance along the way. There's waiting for permission. And that's what we're going to be dealing with as well along the journey, because just because you have clarity, it's kind of like what Jacinda was saying. Like I had this like, great idea. I know what I want to do, but poof, I don't, I don't do it. So there's some hitch along the way and hitches are normal, right? That's why there's women who have been in my circle for years and years because self-care is not a one and done. Money work is not a one and done. It's an ongoing journey of being seen, being honored, being witnessed, being celebrated. So you can totally continue what we've taken today and do it on your own. Um, hope this sticks. Yeah, you know, I had to say a little bit, like, I do hope it sticks. I hope everything you did today sticks beautifully and you continue to unfold it, or we can take the next steps together. And this is the inner work beyond just writing it in your journal, closing your journal, walking away. That's only part of it. We actually need to do things we've never done before to have results we've never had before. Okay. I've done it. I live it. I'm telling you, I've had to do the inner work, maybe sometimes two steps ahead of my clients, sometimes many steps ahead of my clients, but I don't ever see it as behind or ahead in terms of where we are in life. It's just different stages of our journey, but we are equals in the circle. I just have done quite a bit of work in this particular area as well as self-care and speaking and visibility. So I've got a lot of experience to share and that's why I'm leading. So in this, I'm going to show you how to stop the cycle of strategies that are just not aligned. <laughs> like I've been there, done that, it doesn't work. Um, if you've been struggling to get to your next financial level, not the million dollar level or the six figure, whatever. If you've purchased course after course, hoping that it'll stick, but it doesn't quite work. If you can feel ideas coming, but you just can't quite make yourself move forward and you're just tired of it not working again. And if you reclaim, if you're ready to reclaim, I have a little typo there, to reclaim your relationship with confidence and money, this is for you. And this is the first time I'm running this program ever. Um, and I prefer if you don't even say yes right now, because I don't like decisions that are impulsive. I like decisions that are well thought out and intentional. So I'm sharing this with you. Um, we don't start until May 11th. So you'll have plenty of time 
to ask questions. I'll probably run this again if you want to come. I'll offer some new exercises. But as with everything that I do for the first time, I offer it to a founders group on a beta pricing. So it is founding price of $9.97. It will go up probably in the second or third round, just depending on how it goes. Introducing the Amplify, I feel like I should play some music. Introducing the Amplified Wealth Experience. So here are the details. And again, you'll get this as a recording and some details. So you'll have to, you don't have to like memorize everything right now, or you can screenshot it if you want to. It's six weeks. It's like this. We're going to be live in a Zoom call with teaching and hot seat time. So you'll have time for yourself to be able to share. Um, I will help you create a personal wealth audit and map. So we'll look at that money wheel, the container, and you'll know the next steps to take. And there, it's very, very intuitive to your life and to what you want. Um, one of the things I love to do is help you create a custom intuitive business framework. So the way I created my framework, I want to help you create one for your work, whether you're new to entrepreneurship or you've been there, done that frameworks really help you to speak about what you do, how you do it, who you do it for in a way that gives you authority and clarity for yourself to be able to talk about your work. Visibility path to wealth your way. I do believe that in order to call in abundance, you get to be visible, whether it's a podcast or writing or blogging or, you know, articles or being live on Facebook or whatever your version is. There's many, many ways to be visible, but the universe wants to see you. So um, visibility is part of the, the journey. Boundaries are part of it. Uh, reclaiming, the, reclaiming your relationship with confidence and money, like we said. And we kick everything off with a half-day virtual retreat because virtual retreats are awesome. And this one is all about pleasure, play, and profit. So finding where in your life profits and revenue live. And pleasure and play, we didn't spend a lot of time on it here, but we will in the in Amplified Wealth, is there's kind of a secret <laughs> to allowing money in. And a lot of it has to do with pleasure, planning for pleasure and planning for play, right? We plan for profits in our business, but we don't plan for pleasure or play a lot um, unless you're in my circle and you're in my world. And we do plan quite a bit for pleasure and play. And then weekly live movement like we did, but like full body shaking it off. We have a private Voxer channel where we can connect pretty much daily, which is what I do with my clients. And I love it. I am like texting queen. So I love being on Voxer with my clients so I can hear your voice and we can share. Um, principal workbooks with all the content. And then I love sending gifts. So that's part of what I love to do, which has to do with getting you ready for, for what we're going to do together. And the final details are we start on May 11th, which is the new moon. And it symbolizes new beginnings, new ways of being. Um, yes, payments are available if you need it. I'm only opening 12 spots for this round because I want it to be intimate. I want it to be um, open to your feedback. It's kind of a co-creative process when you're doing a beta round of something where I want to know you're like, oh, that worked really well. Let's do more of that or that didn't quite land. Let's figure out how to make it better. Um, and so the first five to enroll will get a one-on-one -on -one coaching call um, with me to focus on whatever aspect that you feel like you need more support in. This is, you can check out the details again. Don't worry about writing them all down if you don't, you know, right now. Um, but the link is, whoopsie, the chat has just disappeared. Um, you can check it out here. If you have any questions between now and May 11th, let me know. Um, 
you're on the list for the email address, which is how you got the link to be here. So I will be sharing more details with you, answering some questions, more specific questions, um, asking if you have any questions. And again, we start on May 11th. So again, plenty of time to step away, shake it off, think about what it would be like to work together. And again, it's limited to 12 spots. Unless someone's just not a fit, it will be first come first serve. Um, but I tend to attract really amazing people. So thank you for being here. I have never ever had to turn anyone away or kick anyone out of any program, like never over years. So I trust that whoever shows up is exactly who is meant to be there. Any questions, reflections about either the program, anything we did today or the journal, the meditation or anything else? And I'd love to hear one takeaway. Oh, good, Cheryl. Thank you so much for being here. It was really fun to be with you. It's been a while. So again, I don't, I don't encourage impulsive action because that would not be aligned with what we're talking about here today. I want you to step away, feel it in your body, to feel the pull. If it is meant for you, then you will feel the pull. You will be thinking about it. You'll want to know more. And then you will say yes. Impulsive decisions usually are trying to fix something that you then aren't fully committed to. I'm inviting full commitment, full showing up, full being seen, full being on the phone calls. Uh, this is not just a course that you do when you have time, which, you know, we all have courses on our computers that we've never opened up. That's not this. This isn't a live experience. So if there's no further questions, oh, thank you, Julia. If there's no further questions, um, I will wrap up the container. Thank you, Cheryl and Kirsten and Jacinda and Julia and Patricia and Sydney and Cheryl and ladies who had to hop off. And those of you watching as a recording, um, you'll receive emails. Again, there, there will be a follow-up. If you wanna do those exercises again, they'll be in the recording. It's just uh, enjoy, enjoy those. And you can always reach me as a direct message on Instagram, Elena underscore Lipson, or reply to any of the emails that you, you received. And thank you so much for being here today and for being flexible. I know we went, I mean, it should have done 90 minutes. So of course, correction. I don't think I could do anything in 60 minutes. So 90 minutes minimum. Um, and that's how long the calls will be, 90 minutes for each weekly call. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for um, acknowledge yourself for the work that you did, because it's not easy to just drop in and start going into your memories and doing all the, the money inner work. So thank you for doing that today. And you've been sitting for 90 minutes. If you're sitting, not Julia, Julia, you're walking. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Patricia. I really appreciate you. Um, go get up, shake it off, have some water, move your body, do whatever you need to do because you've, you have been sitting for a while. So shake it off, enjoy, and um, I'll see you in the email. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, I've put together a free video series for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. 
you can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elenalipsom.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.